read the show free radio every day freedom of thought freedom of speech freedom of expression cost you nothing to listen cost you nothing to call normally I don't know that we'll be going to the phone lines in that segment or two Leon Russell kicking off this episode of Explore More, the Explore More Hour. We do it every Friday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Outdoor activities, outdoor-centric topics, things that get you off the couch. And this tune here, Out in the Woods, Leon Russell, one of my faves of all time. Classic album called Carney, always ranks high among the top albums of all time. Out in the Woods, where we're going to be. We have a couple of guests in the studio with us, Susie Grant and Lindsay Miller from the River Gorge Forest School. And uh, I guess the best place to start is always the beginning. And I'm going to I'm going to call on you just, just indiscriminately. We'll we'll start with Lindsay. Um, give me a brief description of what that actually means. Um, River Gorge Forest School. I, I saw the first thing I saw on it was in the paper about a week and a half or so ago. And we reached out to you guys. I know about these types of schools, but I wasn't aware of this one until then. Yeah. So we came up with this, uh, my neighbor and friend and I, uh, Susanna Dodson, who couldn't be here with us today, but she's listening, I believe. So, hey, Susanna. Anything Um, that goes wrong, we're blaming you, Susanna. Guess what happens (laughs) when you don't show up? All right. That's Susanna's fault. Yeah. Um, we shared sort of this passion and this idea of creating an outdoor school for our kids, you know, selfishly, but we also live in the Tennessee River Gorge and wanted to be able to share that more with more and more kids and get them outside. Um, and we know Wahatchee um, is a very popular school locally, so we kind of took a page out of their book and said, how can we make this work for us? And so um, we met Susie Grant and she um she just happened into our lives and so we were very fortunate and with covid we were just like how do we how do we get this out and how do we get our kids outside and so susie was able to come in and help our kids and we decided to take it sort of on a bigger scale beginning in august so if you had a job title what would your job title be are you superintendent or principal or (laughs) are are, are you you the underwriter (laughs) Uh, doer of all the things. There you go. Doer of all the things. I like that. Now, where do I know you from, Susie? Well, I have worked in informal education here in Chattanooga for over 30 years at the Nature Center and at at the Tennessee Aquarium. Nature Center is certainly where I had you pegged. I just wanted to make sure. So that's what brought me to Chattanooga. So you just, you're just, you're just, you're still in the valley. You're just in a different part of the valley down there. Yes. A little further down too. Now, when's the last time you went out, Jason, and now that you're off my, when's the last time you actually went out Sun Creek Road and either up the mountain or turned left on River Canyon? Been a while? Uh, About three months ago. There's a greatly improved area on the right as soon as you get to Sun Creek. I mean, you get to the bridge that goes over Sun Creek, and at that point you either turn left to go through the canyon and into the boondocks and way all the way down the road until you end up in Shell Mound, or you go up the mountain and there's a greatly improved area there on the right and that is that is y'all's property and that's a, a venue for weddings get-togethers and things of that nature what's it called yeah so we own uh, gardens in the gorge which is right there it's a wedding venue and there's also cottages uh, for folks to stay 
right, and, and and so let me jump back over to Susie for a second. Susie, speak up just a hair, if you would. Uh, are you then the principal or the headmistress or or what 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 is your title then with this this new outfit? I will say I'm a lead teacher. Lead yeah. teacher. And actually, I'm not really the teacher because the kids are. With our forest school model, we want the kids to be in control of their learning, and so it is a child-led, play-based nature immersion program. Okay. Now I mentioned this when we first when we first talked about this, and but before we'd even I think gotten any word back from you guys that you were able to come in, I said. This is a concept that has really taken off around the country in certain parts, but it is not new around the globe. And as I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm right in saying that it's the Scandinavian countries that have long focused on outdoor classrooms. And I'm not talking about recess. I'm talking about literally a school held in the out of doors year round. That's true. You know, forest schools have been popular throughout Europe and in the Scandinavian countries. The word kindergarten actually comes from Europe. It means child Child's garden. 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 And they, they meant that literally. They do. They mean to get out and have kids figuring out for their own selves, you know, learning and figuring out and the answers to their own questions. Now, the child-led um, type of approach or play-based type of approach I know that a lot of people would immediately say, well, that just doesn't make any sense. If my kid was in charge, they'd be making mud pies all day. That That is part of what the deal is. They're doing what interests them, and then you guys basically help along with the lessons that come with what they have decided to do, right? Exactly. So I may have something planned that I think they would really enjoy, but we may not do it because we just scrap it based on what they're doing. And that making of mud pies there's so many good things that come from learning just with making mud pies. I mean, first they're feeling the mud, they're smelling the earth, they're really kind of getting in touch with it. But at the same time, as a teacher, I can introduce the idea of a recipe and sure. they can look at you know, how much of something needs to go in to make their mud pie. Do they need more water? Do they Architecture need... comes into play. Yes. Geography comes into play. Geology all... comes into play. Microbiology comes into play. We can even look at simple things like, does all the dirt look the same color? And when you make it into mud, does it feel the same? And so they're really kind of figuring out and developing a sense of place of what their backyard or what their area is like. You know what most parents are thinking about right now, even those who have already maybe given some thought to this sort of thing is, weather i mean you got kids we've got weather people on tv stations that warn us about you know whether or not our kids ought to have a sweater because they're going to be standing at a bus stop for 20 seconds <laughs> as they get out of a car you know during a winter day so people are a little bit overly worried about their kids i think in my opinion kids are a lot tougher than you think they are and they're a lot smarter they're a lot more resilient and their misery index is a lot higher than yours is more than likely but weather has got to be an immediate factor that people ask about. It is, but you know, children are able to acclimate to the weather just like all of us. If they're out in it every day and they're dressed properly, then they're going to be just fine. And using the different types of weather, again, is a great way to immerse children in their own learning. I mean, what better way to learn the water cycle than to actually be one of those raindrops falling out of the sky and splashing in the puddles and then rolling down a hill and then jumping back up so that they are evaporating back into the sky. I have so many different questions. I know Jen wants to, to jump in as well, but let's get a plug in right now for the school. Are you, you guys, are y'all on a year round curriculum or, or school calendar? And how long have you been around? So we did a, we started the pilot program um, 
just this year in October. And it just sort of came together with um, Susanna and myself and then uh, one of our other friends, Whitney. Um, and from there, we, like I said, got Susie involved. So we started in October and we were going to end in May. And then we're like, why don't we just keep going through the summer? So um, our kids are still um, hanging out with Susie every day um, through the summer. But we'll start the official academic year in August and then we'll go through May. Wait, 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 wait. So you have kids who are willingly going to school during the summer, even they, though it's not a school year? They beg and ask to go, yes. Oh, it's play. They're playing. I'm trying to wrap it's my brain play, around it's, that. It's, yeah, learning through playtime. It would have taken a double barrel shotgun have, to get me to go to school during the summertime. I have two girls who are now grown, but their school uh, introduced an outdoor classroom one year, and it was... They had two sections of it. One was up in the wooded part of the school facility, and the other part was if it rained, you know, they created these rock formations like they could sit on them with little desks, and and that drastically improved how excited my girls were to go to school. It really does so, make a yeah. difference yeah. when they're excited about learning. You know, they're naturally curious anyway, and so... When we can let them build on their own curiosity and be finding the answers that they want to, to the questions they want, they to, want ask, to ask, then they are much more engaged in their own learning and much more willing to participate. Well, I mean, every the, day is a field trip. Yeah. Every day really is a field is. trip. And one of the things you've got here that's important, uh, you say that it's, it's drastically decreased sick days. Yeah, for sure. Um, all of our kids were in... Uh, preschool environments prior to COVID and you know just like any kids they touch each other and their faces and they get sick and then they bring it home and we all get sick and then we do it all over again a couple weeks later um, but with the kids being outside all the time we've had I don't think any sick days um, since we started this which is pretty amazing. Okay all right now you mentioned Wahatchee and then there's the Ivy Academy down in my neck of the woods I go by it all the time they're right on the north chick and they've gotten more and more property that is allocated to them that school property you have to kind of be careful now when you're walking around on the north chick don't want to be you know violating anybody's rules regulations beautiful place i see lots of cars pulling in and out of that spot during the school year so this general concept is is picking up steam it may seem alien to some people but it makes a lot of sense to a lot of people. And apparently once they wire into it, they really get used to it. What are the ages of, of your school currently? Yeah, so we are going to do uh, two and a half to six. So there's a preschool component and then there will be a kindergarten component beginning in August. Do you foresee expanding further into actual grade school? And at that point, I'm sure you, you have a whole multiverse of you know different regulations you'd have to aspire to and and probably certifications you'd have to get but is that a, is that a desired goal well we will see how it goes but that's certainly something that we would look into doing and we're going to operate as a homeschool tutorial which allows us a little bit more freedom so students that attend our school that would like to get school credit for it in the kindergarten will actually register with as a homeschool student with the farm school out of Nashville. And then we will help to make sure they're meeting all of the academic requirements that they need. And so currently it's a pre-K preschool learning program. Uh, do, do you have an umbrella 
sort of organization that you answer to? Well, like um, homeschoolers do? Yeah, that umbrella organization that we fall under would be the farm school out of Nashville. Okay. And so we, you know, right now are a preschool base, but starting in August, we will have an official kindergarten. And so our five and six-year-olds can get their kindergarten credit. So K is considered to be elementary school these days. It is. All right. It is, See, it wasn't when I was young, so it's been, it's been a while. Right. Uh, so I was wondering, how do people get in touch with you before we go to our first commercial break? Let's get that in there. Yeah, you can find us on the internet at uh, rivergorgeforestschool.com, and you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. All right, That's all know, posted. I know it is. I know the post. It is. The postmistress beats everybody to the punch. That information is probably already up there it, somewhere. It's been up there since yesterday. So, um, <laughs> and and if should you, if parents who are their ears are being pricked up right now, I would say that certainly y'all are one of the ones that actually probably saw a little bester oomph and positivity because of COVID because being outside was the place to be, right? It was. It really kind of let people remember all the good things that come from being outside and have the exposure to the sunlight. Kids are getting physical exercise. They're not in those close quarters. Um, being exposed to fresh air has been shown to activate their brains to be happier people. You still can meet all the academic requirements that are needed. The kids just don't realize they're You know what? It happens when you're 62. <laughs> I mean, I'm t- I've am said this before. On my way home, if I haven't been outside and the end of the day is coming, if I stop for five minutes on the side of the road and let green light wash over me, I feel better for it. I know for a fact that's the case. Oh, yeah. It's definitely become a big thing, which is why they are now talking about the nature deficit disorder and how yes. important it is to get kids and all people outside into the fresh air, spending well, some time. You ladies don't go anywhere. We'll be right back for another segment here on the Explore More Hour. Spread the show, Nuga Radio. Friday, Friday, June 25th, 2021. Yeah. I just remembered again, my car insurance is due today. You didn't. Occasionally this job of just saying something out loud reminds me of what I'm doing in life. Um, Rich Mazinger from the Channel of the Lookouts going to join us for the last segment of today's Explore More Hour with the Argonaut, Pimp Jen, and I, Jeff Styles with a Y. And here we have the ladies from the River Gorge forest school with us and uh, Susie grant and lindsey miller are our guests and this is a two and a half seems kind of like a random six months to throw in there <laughs> but but two and a half to six-year-old kindergarten age preschool and now kindergarten um essentially accredited kindergarten class that is down in the tennessee river gorge as you might well imagine from the name what, where is your actual central classroom location in the gorge? I mean, there's got to be a, a, a starting point, right? So we're, we're going to be located on some property that backs up to Prentice Cooper State Forest. And, and so our classroom will actually be an outside space, but it is directly across the Marion County line with our current place where we're doing our pilot program at the Garden in the Gorge as our, if we have really severe weather that the kids cannot go out and play in the rain, but they're there's a lot of thunder and lightning, then we will have an indoor space well, sure. for them. Yeah, there is such a thing as still as inclement weather. Yes. Uh, now, I, give, just for a second, just plug the venue again, Garden in the Gorge, because I was intrigued to see again 
how much work had been done down there. And again, I remember when the little, you know, uh, catfish house was the only restaurant down there. And now, of course, you've got two or three businesses with stand-up paddleboard rentals, kayak rentals, and they got smart, too. They realized that most people like to go in downstream but hate it coming upstream. So they'll let you float and come down and get you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of activity going on down there, a lot of construction on residences. And your yeah. spot there, as I rode by, I looked and I said, I wonder what all they do. So tell me real quick. Yeah, so Gardens in the Gorge is a wedding venue, but there's also cottages there so people can stay overnight and we do some Airbnb as well. Um, it took us about four years to to make it what it looks like today. And you guys, I mean, you're, you're again, right as you're on Suck Creek itself, so you're way past the put-in ramp over here for just regular boaters and stuff like that. Before you take the River Canyon Road, is it the property that you're talking about that's going to be your main property is that just adjacent to across the road there? Because I've seen a lot of grasslands down there that are carefully, you know, taken care of. It is diagonally across yes. that creek road. Okay. Because I, I measure everything down there by the pothouse. That's the legendary place. And for those who don't know, that's not what you think it is. <laughs> there used to be the pot, the pan, and the skillet were places on the river that actually had boiling rapids. And the pothouse is a very old cabin that's down there that has been the kind of the headquarters unofficially and sometimes officially for the river gorge preservation people uh, the fund um so tell me if you could say a composite interested parent you take all the folks that have inquired some have actually signed up some maybe haven't who's the person that's coming to you looking for this experience um i think it's uh parents who are looking for alternatives to some traditional schooling um maybe they don't want to have their child sitting at a desk um, all day or they don't want their child to necessarily be inside all day every day so they're just looking for an alternative to get their child exposure to um, nature and to have hands-on more hands-on learning in a in a different environment a lot of times it's people who really value the outdoors value nature and want to see a generation growing up that want to be good stewards of our environment and these are kids that are going to have that exposure that they're while they're learning they're also becoming aware of how the seasons change they're looking at the different plants and animals that are there and as they are immersed in it on a daily basis they're developing a love for this area and that will help them grow up to be that generation of stewards that are going to help to protect this land. Susie, since you've worked. She read with, my mind. I was the, going to ask the question. I was going to say the Nature Center and, and down at Reflection Writing for a while, and I've been doing this for a long time, and, and I have said famously a gajillion times, it's amazing to me how few people who were raised, reared, born, bred, found careers, had families in this area who've never even seen the River Gorge. That blows my brains out every time. It's one in 10,000, and I think I'm probably being fairly conservative with that estimate. I mean, most people have never gone down to the River Gorge. It's an amazing resource. I don't want to overrun it, but it's still, I I mentioned, I've been in my kayak down there and spent entire days and had nothing but maybe two barges go by. That doesn't make any sense. And we have a real treasure in having the River Gorge because it is a very biodiverse region. There's lots of different types of plants and animals that are growing there that you know, they're right here in our backyard. We should be able to take advantage of that and to see the beauty that's surrounding us. And the history, my God, the history. I mean, the stories you could tell, it's story time for your school. 
you would never run out of things to talk about the stuff that happened right there on the spot where they're standing. Exactly. And that'll all be incorporated into what the kids are doing as they're discovering the, the area themselves. The infamous shake rag that I went out and found one day because I saw it on a weather map. You know, I did. What is this place called? Shake rag. I went down and next thing you know, it's got historical, you know, protection. You know, I mean, somebody else must have seen the same thing I saw. I went, what's Shake Rag? It went down there, found this old community, been down there. I mean, pioneer days, pioneer days, and buildings still standing from then. That's just fascinating to me. I like your teacher-student ratio, too. You've got very small groups with a teacher. How many of those groups do you have, and do you find that that's a super big plus for the kids? Our goal is to have some very small groups. And yes, we find that small groups are really good for the kids because they can get individualized attention as they need it, Um, whether it's because they're asking about a plant or whether they're learning how to write their letters and they need a little extra help there. Um, But we'll maintain ratios of about six to seven kids to every teacher that we have. We intend to have two teachers, but we will keep the kids together because there's a lot of advantages to having the older kids kind of modeling things for the younger kids. It helps the older kids to learn empathy and learn how to be um, helpful and um, empathetic when someone falls or help them to be problem solvers when a little one can't necessarily do the same thing. Then the older ones can come up with a way to help solve that. I was thinking that there would be kind of the old one-room schoolhouse mentality that the older kids would be expected to help the younger kids along. We'll definitely have the one-room schoolhouse, but there will be no schoolhouse. It will be the woods. Now, I, and, and again, keeping you know, the, the teacher-student ratio down low, I mean, I, I forget, I said I'd ask some stupid questions. Maybe this would be one of them, but I imagine a lot of people are thinking, how do you keep up with kids? I know my kids. I've only got three, and I'm out there in the woods. It's hard to keep up with three of them when they're running around. So, I mean, six or seven would be about your, your limit, I would think considering the fact that they could rip off and run off in a given direction. Well, children are very good at wanting to stay safe. And so an environment like this allows them that opportunity to take some calculated risks. But they're also very good at following those directions. And so if we say we're going to be in this area, they know where those boundaries are. And then they can stay within the confines of that area where we can keep an eye on them. And then at the point, it'll be time to move on somewhere else. And then we'll just kind of move to the next area. Is there a, a tuition to come to the school? Uh, yes, we do have to charge tuition so that well, we sure. can we can so pay. Make yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so the, all of that's on our website, which is um, rivergorgeforschool.com, and it's dependent on kindergarten or preschool and then how many days of the week each Would it be comparable to what folks in a public school situation or private you know, preschool situation would pay? It would be comparable, yeah, to a private preschool. All right. Again, I'm talking about the people that that approach you and say, I'm interested. I would think it'd be mostly outdoors people who want their kids to follow in their footsteps. But there might be some who are non-outdoors people. I was going to say who see the educational benefits who don't have a a hair of outdoorsmen in them. And so they're kind of coming at it trepidatiously. You've seen both, I'm sure. Yes, and you know, it's usually the parents that are a little more trepidatious because at this age, children are naturally inclined to be interested in plants and animals, and they already love being outside. They love asking questions. They're still learning about things, so they don't, for example, snakes. Sometimes we find that that fear of snakes is a learned behavior, and so parents sure. that are not wanting to pass that along may say, well, you know, this is a good opportunity for my kid to become 
comfortable in this environment and learning, you know, how do we approach something like a snake or poison ivy or something like that? Maybe we could send Jen and Russell down there to keep them from being so scared of spiders and roaches. <laughs> it's actually quite amazing to watch. Um, we're, we're basically out of time here. Plug again, whatever you want to plug. Yeah, so you can find us at RiverGorgeForestSchool.com and at RiverGorgeForestSchool on Instagram and Facebook. And we'd love to meet more folks and have more kids join us in the forest. You need more teachers. We are looking for one more teacher at this point. What would they have to have on their resume? Desire? A desire is a big part of it and comfort with not necessarily being in charge because the kids are going to be the ones that direct this learning process. All right, it sounds I have like a, a fun job. I have a it feeling really the pool of patience necessary is probably your first priority. Mine's very, very thin and very, very shallow. It wouldn't be for me. <laughs> I think we've already determined that. But yeah, for somebody out there who actually can let the kids take the lead, there's a, a possible option for you. Ladies, thank you so much for swinging by. Of course. Thanks, I appreciate thanks for having it tremendously. I, I, before we introduce our next guest and get into the final segment of days, explore more on Nougat Radio, I have to tell you the quote of the day. I should have done this right off the bat. Comes from a listener who does not live in our town or even our state or our region, but listens every day online. And he sent this to me and he said, when you don't want to teach kids about slavery, but want to preserve Confederate monuments, we will from this point forward call it hypocritical race theory. I like it. Hypocritical race theory. So Rich Mazinga is here to talk about the teaching of critical race theory inside minor league baseball. <laughs> what a great lead in. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And, and there he goes. No, Rich, very glad to have you here, buddy. Uh, I'm thrilled to be here. You know that. And uh, with the lookouts, of course, and the lookouts, you just said it uh, very succinctly. You're loving life right now. No, oh, the world's great. The world's been fantastic. We've it's had, taken a uh, while to get back, but here it is. I mean, you know, 2020, we didn't we didn't step on the field. We were, you know, you talk about businesses out there that were down, you know, 20% and 25%, 30%. That's crushing to a business. We were down 97%. I was going to say. 97% of our revenue left us last year. So we are just hanging on by, by you know, the, the slightest threads. And then this year we've opened the gates and Chattanooga has come out and come out in a big way and come out every single night. It's been real. On the the first big opening night, of course, you got the rain. And I was going, oh, that's just just unfair. Come on, God. You know, I was going to say, you've got, Uh, yeah, he was out there, but I mean, you've gotten well beyond that now. And the weather really hasn't been bad. We've had a couple of scorchers, but for the most part, a great spring and hasn't been so so bad so far. But you know we're on the outdoor hour here, the yeah. explore more hour. Yeah. When the humidity's gone, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, I mean it was eighty five yesterday and might and have been one of the most beautiful nights of the pleasant. ballpark I've had. It was still unbelievably yeah, blue, nice. Blue skies and clear skies. It's fantastic. And so the weather's the weather's held well for us since that point. And, and yeah, just like I said, people are showing up. People are people want to be out. People want to be doing. And you know we we happen to have the gates open and people are are heading our direction. So it's been fun. All right, so baseball in its purest, really. You're talking about minor league ball and smaller stadiums, you know, more interaction between the players and the 
and the and the folks in the stands and end up in very rabid fan groups who have their own little places in certain places in the stadium and all this stuff and the food that goes along with it just an, an american experience so far as far as the actual team goes the season how are you guys doing for we, those out there who don't have a clue we have had we're 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 we're, we're fine we're good we're we're above 500 we're in second place in our division we're we're winning more than we're losing, um, you know. But it's minor league baseball, and things happen. You know, we had a pitcher opening night, the second opening night, Jason, not your opening night. <laughs> it got postponed by one. Uh, but we had a kid named Hunter Green. He he went out and pitched for us. He threw thirty seven pitches over a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, we talked about him. Yeah, that's, never been done. That's phenomenal. Never been done in any level of baseball. And his um, arm still works. It still works. He's amazing. <laughs> but you know that in our world, so so he's our he's our number one starter. He is our guy. And then two weeks ago, he gets called up. You know, so we talk about it all the time. If we're really good in the first half of the season, we're going to be really bad in the second <laughs> half of the season. Because so. all the creme de la creme gets sucked upstairs. So, yeah. so he's left, and we've got a couple kids. We got we got another kid named Nick Lodolo, who is who is who is you're going to see him in the major leagues. He's just an amazing baseball player. So we're 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 uh, we're a good team, and some young kids, some little bit older kids, but but it's a great great level of baseball. We were talking the other day that the. the what was it, a week and a half, two weeks ago, they had the video, of course, of that kid making that incredible catch on the outfield that Joey Votto hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I said, man, he slaps the stew out of that ball. What a ball. But, I mean, and, and that kid just made that huge leaping yeah. grab, you mm-hmm. know, with his with his glove, and everybody gave him a standing ovation. It's got is – that, is that like watching one of your own boys – you know, that's that's done well. I mean, Joey, proud of you, boy. I mean, I mean, do you do you get that feeling? I got to tell you, one of the things that I talk to people about all the time is like see, watching Sports Center in the morning. If I watch Sports Center in the morning, every single baseball highlight, it feels like someone who has played for me at some point. You know, Jeff, when you've done something for ninety-seven years, like yeah, I have, yeah, you know, I that, it just happens. Trust me, I got you. But it's it's so cool to watch these guys who have come up and come through our system, and 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 even even players on on visiting teams that we've seen come through. I mean, you know, when you're in Chattanooga and you get a chance to see these guys, man, you see them as far away from me to you, and it's it's you are up close and personal with these guys, and and the amount of stories that I hear people talking about seeing Joe Charbonneau here and Harmon Killebrew yeah. here and. And all those guys, it's, 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 these are lifelong memories people are making. Sure. Now I want to talk about, just give you a chance to talk about some of the promotions going on. Let me ask you right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I've already had at least 27 different inquiries about fireworks. Where are we doing fireworks in Chattanooga? Where's mm-hmm. the fireworks going to be? Are you guys doing fireworks? We're doing fireworks tonight. 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 It's every Friday, right? Every, Friday every single night. Friday yeah. night we're doing fireworks, which has just been, it's been a, a staple for us for a long time. And, and, you know, we actually switched fireworks companies this past year, and we our fireworks absolutely, to use a terrible pun, blow me away. They're no, great, no. great, great, <laughs> great fireworks. Um, so, so that's been a lot of fun, and, and we're doing those tonight. Um, we've got used car night. You know, used car night was our big night of the year. We yes. always did yes. used car night yes. at the beginning of August. Yes. And with the pandemic and not knowing how many people we could put in the ballpark and what we could do, we went to Tennessee Valley Federal Credit Union, and, and they actually came to me and said, hey, man, let's not do one of these. Let's do 10 of them. Wow, So every that's great. single Saturday night, we give away a, a, a brand-new used car and to I rem- And I know, I mean, trust me, because, I mean, the downtown planners, the people that gave permission to do things downtown, y'all's used car night loomed large. Oh, yeah. You didn't <laughs> want to compete no. with used car night. That uh-huh. was a guaranteed pack-em-in yeah. evening. 
Well, we sold out every Saturday night so far. I mean, we're gonna we'll probably sell out tomorrow night as well. But and we're your cars away. are through the roof right now, Jeff. You should see we're giving away a Cadillac tomorrow night. I would trade my car for it right this second. <laughs> Why right this minute? A big, I mean, no, it's just beautiful. Car? It's uh. like a, it's like a 2007, so I got like eighty thousand miles on it. It is beautiful. Wow. Oh, it's amazing. So it, you know, those are fun, and and we, we we've got stuff going on almost every single night. Are you doing anything special now. for the fourth though? Any, no, any, we're out of town. Uh, all so, right, there you go. So you know, my, you go. we were on the cutting block. We were leaving town, all that sure, kind of stuff. Yeah. And now what's happened is Major League Baseball has taken over everything. Major League Baseball controls almost everything we do now. They put out the schedule, and they weren't worried about whether you're home on the 3rd or 4th of July. We lost out this year. We're not home. So that's the way it goes. No fireworks for us. Okay. What is agriculture night? Just fun. Funness. <laughs> if you want to have fun. On the field. <laughs> They're going to play corn on the mound. Instead yeah. of D batteries, they lock right. corn cobs on the field. No, our sponsors come out and they bring live animals out. We have them oh, out front. Fun. We have like a little petting zoo out front. Nice. We have a lot of agricultural, um, uh, you know, educational things going on at the ballpark that night. We have a, a milking, a simulated milking cow out of the ballpark. It's just a fun night. You know, Wait, you know what? Jen, that's what we do. We just do silly stuff all the time. It's we not need about to baseball. come out Come out, that. come out. We're, we're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The from Saudi is going to be through the roof. <laughs> iron, iron Bessie, they call her. Iron, roll up old Iron Bessie over here. Um, is, 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 did Louie... Suffer PTSD from his ordeal. Uh, there was, there was, there was. Uh, yeah, we we that's been a roller coaster. He's, he's starting to come back out of the backside. Actually, I saw Louie out a lot this last poor night. Decapitated self out there. Oh, it was sad. Jeff, it, was, it was hysterical. The amount of people who came to me and said, "Man, that's that's a publicity stunt. That's a publicity I know, stunt." And I, I told every single one of them, "If I was You're smart enough, smart. I would have done that. that. I would have absolutely done that. But I wasn't smart enough to do that." I, I've been accused of that before. Too. I said, "You're giving me way too yeah. much credit." No, that thing showed up the next day, and I was like, "Yeah, that's just that's someone." got scared what uh what other promotions might have coming up that would interest people anything, anything really out of the out of the box now we're not we're, the, 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 no, the artificial milk yeah now we're gonna do we're gonna do a couple cool things uh and and you know part of our role in the community part of the roles i see in the community is for us to help out community organizations uh we got a goodwill backpack drive uh backpack drive to, to wonderful so so we can give kids uh backpacks to go back to school so goodwill's helping us out with this and we're going to collect backpacks i think it's on uh, on july 20th if you come out we'll give you a couple of tickets to come to the game if you'll bring me a used backpack um you know we're doing we're doing things to to promote our community partners out there and just to, to help them get the word out and, and what they're doing so doing a quick count on how many used actual small day packs i probably have a half dozen anyway. I'll, I'll make sure to mark that one. Well, down. And, and all we're doing, I mean, we're just we're turning those things straight around and giving them right back out. I mean, no one, no one. We just we just want kids to be able to have a backpack when they go back to school. So, uh, well, let me let me ask a uh, semi-serious question here. I mean, have you seen come into y'all's world the political ramifications of the Black Lives Matter and the taking a knee and the national anthem? Have you seen any hint of that? We have. We have not. We have not. And and. You know, I, have you prepared for it just in case? We we are aware. We're aware, and and we we know that that we know where we stand, um, and and we want to we want to give people the opportunity to 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 have their say and whatever their say might be, and we just walk that really fine line of infringing what other people around think and and want to think, and we don't want to be part of of forcing a message in, but we also don't want to be part of holding a message back. So sure. 
we just walked that that really fine line, and and everyone's been very very respectful. You're just so organic very with it at this point. Absolutely, we'll just Absolutely. see see how, how it goes. That's it. If That's something it arises, then you'll deal we, with we it when it arises. It. And and we have had the conversations internally of what we'll do and how we'll do it. But you know, hopefully, we'll just continue the way we have. And and you know, it's just that I, I tell people all the time. You know, when people come to a lookout game, no one has to come. No one, no one's forced to come to a lookout game. Everyone walks in the door in a good mood because you want to be there, and that's what people are doing there. And and it feels like people kind of leave that garbage. And I don't mean garbage. And, and I no, just mean we, we they understand. leave their stuff yeah. outside the gates. When sure. they come in, they're there for two and a half, three hours of fun, whether it be a cold beer or a Coca-Cola or fireworks or a, a used car. That's what they want to do that night and, and watch great baseball. And just take out the kids, the, the yeah. scout group, the Sunday school group, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Just have fun. Um I got to I got to tell one story on the fireworks thing that you you would probably remember this. There there was a night when the lookouts were in town and it was the last night of Riverbend. So we were going to have dueling fireworks, right? And I talked to to Frank about it and uh and and everybody was cool. This this one was going to go this way and this one was going to go this way and hopefully it was going to coincide and be really really cool. And we did. We had actually pretty much simultaneous fireworks mm-hmm. going off at the same time. But knowing Frank the way I did, when everything, when the grand finale was over for a river bend, which is always pretty substantial, boom, 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 and the waterfall and everything, about 20 seconds after there was silence and the crowd applauded, one lone rocket <laughs> went, up, went up from the field. One just a little, poof, just a little, a little impotent little rocket, but it, poof. I won. <laughs> I just I, I I pictured him actually lighting the fuse the, the, to to a big bottle rocket. Pretty good chance. <laughs> just, just just to say I got the last word in. No, no I'll doubt. never forget that. I'll never forget that as long as I live. How are you? And we we all know that you went through some yeah. some health issues and you look great. You do. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It was um it was crazy. You know, I I had I had colon cancer and um. You know, I, I went for my regular colonoscopy, and if you're our age, go. Just go get your colonoscopy. I didn't go. Tracy made me go. Um, and I went in, and they found three little things. They said, hey, no no issues. Don't worry about this. You get a 5% chance of anything coming back. He calls me three days later. He says, you need, to go, see, you need to go see a surgeon. I go see the surgeon. He does surgery. He says, hey, listen, we took out lymph nodes, everything. Everything looked great. You got a 5% chance of anything coming back. He comes to me the next day and says, you have cancer still. You're a 5%er. You got to go through chemo. So I went through I went through five months of chemo and 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 I got to tell you after being through it and watching those people in that chemo room day in and day out you know I I had it easy and and I had great doctors and they did everything perfectly right and and he looked at me about three weeks ago and said you know I can't say you're cured but you sure look cured to me um, but to to know what those people go through and and the people at Tennessee Oncology go yeah. through and how they help you it's just been you look been like amazing you're in the pink of health yeah, yeah I've got this little white, okay. white box following me around everywhere now talking to me you know <laughs> call guard call guard oh, come on man leave me alone uh, I final question real quick yeah. as the music's playing any more advancement in talks on new location new stadium where does that stand in yes. twenty seconds yes good I it's a great answer. <laughs> Going the right answer. direction. Yeah. Lots of lots of talks going the right direction. Yeah, we're 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 still moving. Does the changing administration have any effect on you guys? Does that does that alter your yeah, game absolutely. plan? Absolutely. I mean, you know, Tim Tim Kelly is uh is a guy who's progressive and, and is looking for something to happen. So And understands organized well. sports. Absolutely. That's gotta and be development. Understand. Development's the key here. There you have it. All right, Rich Mazinga, Channel of the Lookouts. Information I'm sure posted. Yes, it's posted. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> 
Nougat Radio, you guys have a great week. Enjoy yourselves. We'll see you again Monday morning. Get out and do something. Get outside and do something. Get off the couch. Damn it.